happy new week and it's springtime. Uh, the sun is out there. I spent the weekend um, uh, yesterday. I pulled out the Karcher, the high pressure cleaner. And you know, once you start to high pressure clean with the Karcher, you cannot stop. Like you just go, oh, just get this done, get this done because it's the most annoying uh, little device to set up. Um, and move around the house but I did a whole two hours of high pressure cleaning and set up the whole outside area it's going to be 22 beautiful degrees here in Melbourne today even though we're locked down I'm watching all the blossoms from my window and the pool and the outside areas open the the lounge uh, chairs and the huts calling to me um but um I will be in the office until three o'clock but nevertheless it's always nice to see nice weather outside so definitely definitely it's changing and it's warming up here so this morning we're going to talk about um editing, uh, editing <laughs> essentials to building your network um you know often i say um you know that one of the biggest things that um has seen me get to where i am today is the fact that i had committed and have been on um, very consistent over the decade that I've been in business in connecting and building relationships and really expanding who I know um, and making that bigger and bigger beyond our city uh, to national exposure and now international and um, just building our networks. There's a famous quote, I don't know who said it, uh, but it's your network equals your net worth. And it couldn't be, uh, good morning, it? It couldn't be more true. Um, and I, I really didn't understand what all of this meant. Um, and if you're just starting out, you know, you might not understand it either yourself. But one of the bigger, uh, one advice I was given when I finished my first intake training as a life coach, like, you know, get out there and find clients was, you know, to, um, you know, how do you do that? Well, get out there and network twice a week, go, go to a couple of events become a member of a couple of groups and just look how you can help people. Good morning, Janine, and some of the others who are joining. Um, so um, so I made it kind of like, this is what they tell me I need to do. This is a list of tasks of how you build a coaching business uh, that they um, spelled out for us. You know, they had like this kind of, um, uh, uh, like, I don't know, uh, an action list. That they gave us that if you want to earn back your coaching fees that you've spent uh, in acquiring this diploma in the uh, first 12 months of becoming a coach, you need to do that, 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 that. and nothing like a list. Um, I took that upon myself and I go, I'll just do what they say and tick it off as I go along. And certainly um, that happened to be true because I followed what they said. And I always say, if you stay coachable and do what they tell you because they know better than you before um, you've experienced it uh, yourself truly. Um, just like myself, like I give my authors a list, like when they leave retreat, a list to do uh, of what they need to do post retreat before their book release and a list of things to do as they get their book in hand, you know, and there's like actions to take. And if they really followed all of those things, of course, they would be uh, doing amazing things with the leverage and book sales when it comes to all that. Of course, these lists are not easy to follow and they're very time consuming and there's lots to do and set up to make it, you know, to action things as I had to do when I was starting out as a coach. So, so uh, nothing is easy, but obviously the rewards are great if you actually follow through and become consistent. So we're going to talk <laughs> of this list. Okay, morning, I want a template of this list. 
um if if it's the author list you're talking about teresa um it's you would have had it in your uh workbook when you left retreat um there's a list of actions in there um of what you guys should do after retreat and then as soon as you get your book in hands all right so uh, first thing, your network is your net worth. So I really want to give you guys some ideas of how to go about it, what to do, how much is enough, how to do it amidst the current climate because um, right now in Melbourne there's just no networking events. There's just not nothing of anything because we're locked up in our houses and um, certainly that's not an excuse not to continue building your business and remaining innovative and working out different ways of connecting with people. I mean, obviously with the onset of social media, what, 15, 20 years ago, like, you know, well, I know I've been on Facebook for nearly 12 years. I think it's been around maybe 14 years or something like that. And our networking is so well spread all over the world. It's amazing. I mean, so many, some of my initial contacts interstate and overseas were purely from social media connections and just nurturing those relationships over a period of time and then catching up with those people once I went um, interstate or um, internationally um, to expand the business that way. The coaching list. Oh, I wouldn't be able to even... <laughs> find it Teresa I, that, this was 10 years ago I it was a document that they gave me you know maybe I, maybe I have it somewhere I might I might look at my computer and see where you know how to build your coaching business and all that kind of stuff so I'll have to dig around because it was such a long time ago all right so there's another famous saying that Francesca often teaches in her uh, seminars and this is Francesca Moy who got you guys know I've collaborated with a lot and this is something she says her, her brother said but um, a little saying that where there are people there are opportunities and this is also so so true um, whenever we connect with people we have conversations we look to help one another um, we get new ideas um, we get uh, to meet those that might be able to help us or vice versa that we might be able to help them so by being uh, active and building relationships with people, we're actually able to um, deepen the bonds and therefore become friends. And I often uh, think, of, think of it this way, because sometimes people look at it, oh, I need to do business networking. Um, you know, and they, they think it's that's just this really official and serious kind of uh, thing. But the, the thing is, we all go out there and network and initially we want to get to know people and i uh, the way i started to look at it after the initial stages of oh you know networking gotta dress up in a shirt and uh, you know and pants and all this kind of stuff i used to wear things that were totally not me sometimes to some of these events because i just didn't know how to turn up and but i realized it's about turning up and just being yourself and looking to connect with people and make more friends because when you make friends and you warm warm each uh warm to uh one another then friends like to help their own friends you know so therefore the referrals and people recommending one another becomes a natural part of being a uh, part of a network and um connecting regularly with those people right so it's really important to turn up turn up turn up turn up and be consistent at similar events or become a member of at least a couple of groups maybe something that's going to be a regular thing i used to be part of business networking international which is bni for short i used to for three my first three years in business and it's a great network a network networking group for startups 
because it really uh, educates you on how to uh, create your barbecue speech, your little pitch, you know, your 60 seconds, what do you do, you know, and how do you do it, you know, and, um, and then it challenges you because it's a weekly commitment every week to figure out and educate people differently on how you assist others. So it's really, really, uh, it was a really cool uh, foundational and a building, you know, building of skills kind of network. And actually, you know what, 10 years on, the people I met in those first three years through BNI are still part of my network. And actually, they are my advisors, my mortgage broker, my accountant, my financial advisor, uh, someone who trained me on how to do my bookkeeping properly. Um, I'm just trying to think. Um, and we collaborated for many years with um, with another publishing company that was helping our authors, you know, publish, uh, which we met through the BNI network. So the networking aspect of building your business is not just for you to find clients and get referrals. It's also to help you set up your own life and uh, business and get the support from others that can help you. So you've got to look at it bigger. There's different benefits. It's just like hanging around with like-minded people, um, you know, building up, you know, those uh, relationships with people who have similar goals to yourself and therefore they will stretch you. Because one thing that I noticed when I started out in business is that, you know, um, is that, you know, I stopped hanging out with people that I used to hang out with when I was in high school or university or when I had a, a job working in the optical industry. And that's okay because my goals shifted, my values shifted, and therefore I needed to surround myself with those people who had similar values and goals to myself. That's, this is why it's so, so important to um, go to places. It's not just I'm looking for a client and, you know, don't be the person who walks into a networking um, event and hands out their... Uh, you know, 15 um, business cards for 15 people. When you go to an event, really the ideal thing is to connect with two, maybe three people deeply and get to know them and then follow up and connect further and, you know, just um, keep uh, keep building on that. It's a slow burn. Uh, however, the, uh, the, the benefits in the long term are massive. To this day, all these people I've met over the last 10 years, the ones that have had the time to build those warm relationships have become some of my also closest friends, you know, that I go and visit interstate or I traveled with or had little holidays or, you know, hung out with. So it's really, really the benefits are, you know, kind of all holistic because you can, you know, your social aspect of, of your life can also improve with those like-minded people that have similar goals. And then you have, you know, quite stimulating conversations when you hang out together. So my uh, rule of thumb is that I always challenge myself to attend two events every week. That's without fail uh, in the last uh, decade that I have done that. And sometimes I've been to more than two and sometimes I've been to less because it's been the Christmas period and nothing's really happening over that period. But there's the Christmas parties that count as networking events. It's not just the official business networking events that are networking, guys. It is your own. If you run your own workshops, guess what? You're networking your own workshops and events. If you're a speaker, speaker at an event, guess what? You are networking at that event. If you are going to a Christmas party or a birthday or something, you've attended an event where there are people and therefore you've connected with others and hopefully you've talked about what you do and how, you know, you know, just had a, a conversation with people. Good morning, Adrian. Thank you. Yes, this is my... Uh, make makeup Monday look. Um, uh, I'm in red today. Yes. Um, so, so two events a week. Rule of thumb. <laughs> um, and a really important uh, to become a member of a few networks. Yeah. 
Um, so if it's a weekly commitment, obviously that's a big commitment. So that's one. And then one other one might be a fortnightly or a monthly commitment where you turn up regularly. Because so the mistake a lot of uh, small business owners make is they'll turn up to an event and nothing will happen. <laughs> or they might even turn up two or three times and then they go, oh, this doesn't work. Networking is not for me. I'm an introvert. You know, it's like, no, you've got to turn up. You know how many months and months and months and months, like I, I would turn up to things and not just networking, a lot of other things take a little bit of time, you know, to get off the ground. It's like building the foundations of a house where you see absolutely nothing. You put in all this effort and nothing happens. And then all of a sudden one day it just like really sprouts and um, looks massive. Yeah. So you really have to stick it out. You know, yes, it's time consuming. Don't get me wrong. It's so time consuming. Going to two events a week is going to take out at least half a day in each of those two times. Yeah. So that's a full day out of your whatever business week that you're connecting with people. And then you've got your follow up and the connections. But that's how you build your business because you can organically build your business to beyond six figures purely from networking. Okay. Networking shouldn't cost a lot $20, $30 an event, whatever it is, a lunch and a breakfast or whatever it is. Right. So. It is really, uh, you know, it really is a fast track to success because when you meet people face to face, it's the fastest way to build rapport and a relationship and for them to see that you're a real person because you can really tell a lot of that person when you actually physically meet them in real life. Okay. Nowadays. Okay. So COVID, a lot of events are on either shut down or reduced to the amount of people or whatever. But guess what? These people who run these events and networks, you know, didn't stop. They go, well, if we can't do it on offline, let's do it online. And therefore, they pivoted fully to using Zoom or whatever other platforms are out there. And I have been to quite a few of them over the last four or five months, and they run a tight ship. It's amazing. They use the breakout rooms. They have some fun. They still have banter. They still see each other. They use the chat boxes. It's actually probably even more productive to tell you the truth you know less interjections everyone gets their little moment to have 30 seconds or 60 seconds to tell us about what they do and then as you see people that you're really interested in connecting with then you can request that and connect on social media and move that relationship to maybe a, a one-on-one coffee and all that and guess what you're saving time you're not having to leave the house to travel and come back this is where a half a day would be gone and some of these um Events have been able to be shortened in the amount of time that they go for because there's less interjection. When ha things happen online, you know, it's a lot more focused and you can use the chat box here rather than people put their hand up, interrupt everyone, and they all have to be listened to. Things can go through the chat box while things are happening on the call. This is what I've noticed in my virtual retreats and my half days. Like it's just so much more productive and everyone gets to have their say even if um, you know they, they don't interrupt the presenter or whoever's speaking, they can have it in the chat box and someone else, part of the crew or whoever can respond. So it actually is quite, um, quite productive and a way that you can see who's there, you can capture their names, you can put in who they are, they can connect out of, outside of the call. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Denise says, I find it easy to meet like-minded people when I'm shopping and bank and all that. Absolutely. Everywhere there's networking opportunities. 
everywhere, right? And this is the funny thing that I used to do, Janine, because it was like, um, like you say, you get out shopping or whatever, and say so you start talking to someone randomly. I'd always, always find a way to say what I did and how I did it, or the fact that I was an author and all that kind of stuff. So, so um, uh, Stuart used to think I was like crazy. Oh my God, every conversation, you'll turn it around to tell people. I said, but that's my goal. Every day I want to tell one to two new people about what I do. And that's what expands that awareness of who I am, what my brand is, and how people can maybe reach out to me. And, and it was a funny strategy at the time, but a very effective one because it, it did get me to get better at how I said it, about what I do, and to find my clarity around uh, what I stood for. Um, okay, so yes, it might seem like it comes really naturally to me, Leslie, but it didn't. I would be sweaty, I would be so self-conscious when I would walk into a room where I knew absolutely no one. In my first 12 months of networking, I was just like a little mouse. And and 10 years ago, you know, I was a lot younger. So I'd walk in to networking events and I'd walk in and everyone in the room seemed to be like so well-established, really professional, um, 15 to 20 years older than me. It's like, what am I doing here? Like this little girl, you know, um, and I generally look younger than my age. So I look like I was someone in my early 20s uh, when I started out networking. And um, yeah, but you guys, you're seeing me 10 years on, okay? This is not the result that you will bring into the networking world or, or the confidence you're going to bring into the networking world when you start out, you know? You know, I wish I could show you, you know, who that was, you know, a person full of doubt. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, like imposter syndrome, all of those things went through my mind, but I just kept every day stepping up and going. And when I finish with this event, I'll feel good about myself. And maybe it'll be easier the next event. Maybe it'll be easier the next event. And maybe it'll, you know, and slowly, slowly I started having fun. And then I'd walk into a room and I'd find two or three people I knew. And then by the end of the first 12 or 13 months, guess what? You know, I'd walk into any room in Melbourne and because generally people who network, they do check out different events and you tend to run into some very similar people, not all the time, but you'd run into someone, you know, it's funny if after 10 years, I sometimes will go to, I don't get to get, go out as much now networking um, because we, at some point in your business, um, so I say the early stages of your business, you're time rich, cash poor. So you look for different ways organically to build up your clientele base. And then in time, it switches your time poor, but cash rich. And therefore you can invest your funds to find new leads and prospects through paid advertising. And therefore then you're busy really working on and in your business uh, through those paid strategies. But to this day, I still believe and I still enjoy the connection with people um, through networking opportunities because I know it's really effective and really fast to grow your business. You know, on social media, even if you do ads, you would need to spend a lot of time and testing and measuring what's going to work, how's it going to work. Whereas in a networking, you, you can walk in even without a business card, without a website. You can just go walk in with yourself and how you help people and just describe that and you may pick up a client, yeah? You don't have to have infrastructure behind your business. Okay, you don't have to have infrastructure behind your business. And this is where people go, oh, but I've got to set this up. I've got to, no, you can go now. You can go now. If you know how you like to help people and how you 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 foresee yourself helping others, 
then you can get out there and network right now. You do not need a business card or a fancy schmancy website, right? Okay, so really, really important to grasp that. I can't tell you how important it is. And nowadays, even though, as I said, COVID, five months, locked up at home, um, you know, I'm network, I've done online networking events of other people's groups, and I run my own workshops every week. Once a week is Australia, once a week is US, once a week is Australia, once a week is US. Then I've got my retreats, my masterclasses. Like last week was like four days of events, right? And I'm stuck in this chair in front of my media wall and I'm continuing to add value to people. This live stream right now, what am I doing? I'm talking to myself at the computer screen, but right now I'm networking and talking and delivering value to people who are watching. And then they're gonna watch later the recording and all that sort of stuff, right? So this is also networking, right? Because I'm in a speaker position, right? And when you're in a speaker position, you also, you know, get to, I guess, if you like, impress people or, or add value to them. So therefore, you know, they go, okay, maybe I, I see a connection. Maybe this person can help me with my problem. Yeah, really, really, really important. Um, and that's exactly right. Some people want to get to know uh, happy bubbly people and hear about their life and what they do. Um, yeah, so, uh, but uh, as you brought this point up, Janine, you don't need to be a happy bubbly person to go out there and networking. You can be a calm, reserved, slow speaking personality um, that is very, you know, or you can be a serious person. Um, you know, you just have to embrace, embrace who you are and be comfortable in that. And when you do that, that's the thing that actually then attracts the right people because there's going to be those kind of other personalities that are going to attract that uh, frequency and that energy about you. Let me just make sure I have totally not been referring to the list of things I was going to talk about because I'm so passionate about this topic and people investing time, effort and, um, you know, refining what they do because this is where you find your clarity. Okay, this is where if you get out there and you speak to people and you keep externalizing what you are, you get more confident and clearer about how you say it. Yeah. And as you say it more and more and more and more and more, it refines and you find that signature thing that you stand for. You know, clarity comes from action, not the other way around. So clarity comes from action and by actioning and being out there, that's how you will get to a really crisp clear as to who you are and what you stand for and who you help, okay? So let me go through my points on my list before I run out of all of my time. Okay, so network equals your net worth. We've covered that. Where there are people, there are opportunities, okay? Remember that always, okay? Turn up, turn up, turn up. Two events every week, okay? Some can be self-hosted, some you attend other people's, whatever it is, right? Next one, join and be a member of networking groups. As I said, a couple of groups, but something that you can be consistent at and you invest and you turn up and you you um, you serve that community or that network. They will become some of your closest friends, some of your confidence, some of your buddies that you ring up on regular business. A solopreneur, which most people who are watching this are, it can be a lonely journey, you guys, yeah? And, you know, you don't have the staff or the team yet um, you know, so you can find those people who can be your like go-to person and also uh, support for your business. Like I have found my accountant, my mortgage broker, all these people that I have. Online is well and alive. Give it a go. There's so many online fun um, events. Guess what? When you go to online networking, you meet people from everywhere, not just from your little 15 kilometer radius. They're everywhere. And what does that mean? Further expansion your business. Okay. 
your barbecue speech. Okay, we don't have a ton of time to go through how to pitch yourself, okay? Um, maybe that could be a whole other half an hour live uh, because there's a lot to, I guess, break down to give you some ideas on how to do that. And if that would be helpful, let me know in the chat box um, or in the comments if you'd like me to sort of go deep dive into how to do a barbecue speech. It's the elevator, another way of saying it, the elevator pitch, the 60-second infomercial or whatever it is about what you do. But my challenge actually for you out of this call today is how can you say what you do in 10 words or less and have it um, be very clear about what problem you solve. Example, when I was a weight loss coach, I would say, hi, I'm Natasha Denman. I help people lose the, the last 10 kilos. Okay, very specific, very measurable. One sentence, less than 10 words. Now, when people say, what do you do? I help people write a book in 48 hours. That's it. What? And you, you want them to get to the point, the person who's asked the question is like, what? Tell me more. How do you do this? Like, you know, curiosity, yeah? Okay, so how? my challenge to you is how do you say what you do in 10 words or less, okay? And for it to be clear, not fluffy, right? Clear and concise and to the point, yeah? Okay, so that's the next point. The more you turn up, the more likely you will be asked to speak at events and you will get more exposure. So that's the other thing. A lot of people want to speak as a business owner. Of course, if you get to speak, you get to add value. People get to know you more, not just through the 10 words or less. And therefore, guess what happens? As you turn up more and more and more and more, you build relationships with, organize, with the organizer and you become friendly. The warmth is there when you walk into that room. And so over time, you will earn the right or the organizer will come to you and say, would you like to be the next business that presents in the longer segment at this event for five or 10, uh, 15 minutes of what, you know, if they have like a little guest speaking spot, you know. So that's how I've picked up a lot of uh, speaking opportunities just by being consistent at events and they get asked to do a longer presentation. And of course, from longer presentations, people get to learn more about you and therefore they're further interested in how they can work with you. Okay, really, really important. Connect on social media and follow up. Make sure as soon as the event finishes that you have connected with people, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook. Say, oh, lovely to have met you at this event. I really look forward to staying in each other's networks. If you feel it's a really good opportunity to collaborate or have a further conversation, ask for a Zoom coffee chat, right? Hey, let's connect on Zoom for 15 minutes. You know, what time do you have with coffee? Let's have a coffee together in our morning tea break or whatever it is, yeah? Um, but do that, you know, immediately. As soon as you finish the event, there's like what I call the post-event mop-up. You know, for your own events, it's a bigger mop-up. But after you've been networking, really the mop-up is to connect on social media and also to send anything you have promised to people um, through, uh, like say you might, might have connected with someone and you might have said, yeah, I've got this resource. Like, you know, I talked about earlier about the checklists and, and you know, barbecue. I actually have a barbecue speech template and all this kind of stuff. Um, that I can take you through on another live uh, to deconstruct it, but I can offer that. Oh, would you like that template? And then everyone, well, yeah, yeah, yes, please. So you need if you say you're going to send something to someone, you've promised some kind of resource, a link, you know, because you've been chatting and networking, right? You send it in the post event mop up. And I have come home sometimes at 10 p.m. at night after an evening dinner event or whatever, and I sit down at my computer and do the mop up then and there because at every day. I don't want more than 24 hours to pass after an event without me having finished my post-event uh, mop-up. Because the biggest mistake people make who invest time, money, and effort in networking is they don't follow up. 
I can tell you, I, I know how much I've networked and I know how many people I've followed up with and how many people have followed up with me. I can count them on less than two hands um, over the 10 years of people who've actually followed up with me. How sad is that? Networking takes time, effort, like, you know, money. You know, you're paying to go to these um, places and to be a member of groups. Why the hell would you not follow up? Yeah, because, you know, what they say the money and the success is in the follow-up. Like when you make sales calls, don't just give up after the first go that someone says no. Or follow-up, you know, prompt them, all that kind of stuff. All right, really, really important. Okay, so always send what you promise promptly. Offline events will help you build rapport and a relationship the fastest. So as soon as we can do offline and we can be back skin to skin with one another, um, you know, and all of this, um, move beyond, uh, move, you know, make the effort. Yes, it's gonna take you more time. Yes, it's gonna take you more effort and, um, you're going to have to travel to places and all that, but it is the fastest way to build a relationship and to fast track that then obviously through an off, um, offline, online, online networking events. Okay, now the last couple of tips is obviously connect with organizers, try to build your primary relationships with an organizer with an event and really um, focus on that because that's where you're going to get opportunities or connected because usually it's the organizer that will have their own larger network because they've taken that leadership position and they know other organizers so that's where kind of you can exponentially grow your network through connecting with key people of influence thank you linda uh courtesy of you my nice arms and shoulders <laughs> like you say when we do our exercising in the mornings um and the last tip i'm going to leave you with is when you go out networking, we're not looking for clients. We're not looking for clients. Guess who we're looking for? We're looking for those people who advise our ideal client. Who advises your ideal client? Because the person that advises your ideal client can then advise them if this would be a great, um, you know, it would be great to work with you. Example, I help people write books. Who's my ideal uh, refer uh, like person to connect with? people who would teach others how to be great speakers, okay? So um, I look to collaborate with people who have my ideal target market, but they're not in competition with me. So people who teach others how to be better speakers, all speakers need books, would tell them you need to write a book if you want to get more speaking gigs. So therefore, that is an ideal person. People who teach others how to get publicity, all that sort of stuff, that's my ideal referrer. Okay, sometimes business coaches, uh, who would recommend that to the client to build their credibility, to write a book, they would be people. So who advises your ideal client? Because the person who advises your ideal client has a pool of all of your ideal clients at their end. Yeah, really, really important. And then collaborations happen. And really, ultimately, networking is about building collaborations where it's a mutually beneficial connection and an exponential opportunity of clients, not just finding that one client and there's another client and, you know, it's like, this is not happening, all this sort of stuff. So when I was a weight loss coach, what I didn't get out there going, oh, refer me to weight loss clients. How does someone go to someone else and say, oh, you need to lose weight, go and see Nat. Like, right? So who was I connecting with? Chiropractors. They have a pool of my ideal clients. I would go and speak at a chiropractic clinic after hours and they would, um, and they would uh, in, introduce their clients to me, put them, you know, you know, hey, we've got an expert coming in to speak, an author on weight loss and mindset, you know, who wants to come along? And then they'd fill the room with after hours um, and I'd speak to their ideal clients who would then engage me as a coach. 
personal training studio owners. Yeah, Linda, my Pete is here. She's got one of those um, studios here nearby my house. Yeah. Um, and so if it was back in the early days and I was a weight loss coach, she would have been an ideal person for me to connect, build a relationship and say, hey, would it be valuable to do a 45 minute talk for your members? You know, and I did that with someone who is in Yarrambat in my early years, my first couple of years. And she put in 25 people, her members into that room. And I reckon about 17 of her members wanted to try out my coaching and about 16 or 15 became my full clients. Yeah. So it's really, really powerful to think about who advises your ideal clients. That's who you're looking for in networking. That's all I'm going to say this morning because I've got to get off. I've got to get on another live in my secret authors group and talk to them about book related secret squirrel business. Otherwise, have an amazing week, guys, and go and smash it out. Bye.